morning. It's been a while since uh, the last time I uh, spoke here, um, maybe many years ago. Uh, for those who do not know me, I'm Pastor Chris. I've been a pastor here. I was a pastor, resident pastor here in GCF uh, Naga since 2000, uh, starting 2009. Then I left 2013, January. Then after that, uh, Dr. Stephen uh, followed me, then uh, Pastor Ed. So it's a joy to be here with you and be preaching the word. So I'm glad to be here, be invited to, to preach the word of God. Um, this is my, my family. So I'll show you that there in the PowerPoint. Kind of nervous, you know, for so long I haven't spoken here. So that's my wife, Joanne. She's at the back, my intercessor. And uh, the, the wife I love. And then my uh, children, Yana, Cayenne, and Cole. I came here when Yana was six months uh, old, and uh, Cayenne and Cole, my second daughter and, and Cole, they were born here in Naga, so quite productive ministry here in, in GCF Naga, and uh, Cayenne, it comes from the Cayenne pepper, so talaga my taste of Bicol, so kind of spicy, so because she's born here, she was born here, and uh, Cole is from Bicol. So we were supposed to name him Colby, <laughs> but we just decided it's Cole. So really from B. Cole. And, uh, and uh, we left with three children, and now we have four. We have another one, additional one, that's uh, Craig there. So she, he is uh, two and a half months old. So if you look closely at their faces, who they look like, so you know already, praise the Lord, it's not me. So... <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'll be uh, preaching about, you have a series about love and relationships this uh, love month, February, and the message is from Ephesians 5, the, the, the scripture we read, we read a while ago from uh, 5 verse 22, chapter 6, verse uh, 4, and uh, this is a, a topic that's close to my heart because I have a uh, young family growing, and as a husband and, and a father as well. So learning, and even for my mistakes, a lot of things happen, and a lot of things the Lord has taught me and my wife that I want to, to share with you as well. And at the same time, still learning and, and growing and uh, becoming more like, like Jesus. Now, a lady was once asked by her parents, when are you getting married? So for those who are singles here, I don't know if your parents asked you that question, why are you getting married? But this lady answered her parents, you make me first believe in marriage. So obviously, the single lady doesn't believe in marriage anymore. Why? Because the way she observed and, and looked at the marriage of her parents is not working. Maybe they were to, they're together, but there's... They're, they're apart. They're not together. You know what I mean. And uh, there's animosity. There's, there's, uh, the marriage is really uh, kind of a bumpy and uh, hurting each other. So said, I said, I don't believe in marriage anymore. I don't want to get married. And many young adults and singles, people are starting to not believe in marriage anymore because of this. And uh, because of bad examples in, in marriage. 
adultery, unhappy marriages, and you know the four rings, right, of marriage, the engagement ring, the wedding ring, the suffering, because of that suffering. Meron pang isa eh, the wandering. Why am I here? No, I'm supposed to be there. You, 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 now starting to wonder, you want to, to just run away from it, the wandering. Now, it's very exciting when people get married, right? Because opposite attract. But after a while, after getting married, after a while, opposite attack. And then you have the, 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 the sweet nothings, diba? After that, nothing sweet anymore. Which is so true. So true. The way you talk to your, to your spouse, parang pabalang na eh. It's uh, high pitch. You're hurting each other. That's what's happening nowadays. But any, I mean, in marriage, we don't have to do trial and error because it's happening. High rate of divorce is between the first year and the, 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 the fifth year of marriage. And uh, after that, what happens, maybe they will just be together, but just for the sake of children, and you see them together in church or in, uh, outside, just for the sake of that, the people the putting a mask that they're still okay. But deep inside, they're hurting. Marriage not working anymore. That's why I pray marriage really affects the children having that primal wounds. That's why when they grow up, see, seeing their parents that marriage not working, it's affecting how they behave also. Even their obedience to parents and to authorities. So it's very important. You start with marriage, and then later on we'll talk about the relationship between parents and children and, and the fathers, who is the leader of the family. We're going to talk about that as well. But to understand the, the, the text better, because we don't have to do the trial and error, as I mentioned, because we already have the guide, the absolute guide, how we live our lives as husband and wives. If we will just follow this, ang ganda ng dance partner na sama sa, sa tugtog, maayos. Because the Lord already have given His blueprint how you should live as husband and wives, how you live together joyfully, uh, fruitfully, and how you can be a blessing to others. And this is what Ephesians 5, 22 to 33 is all about, as well as 6, 1 to, to 4. Uh, looking at the, the, the text we read a while ago, Paul's letter to the Ephesians believers, let's look at the context and the background of Ephesians. Paul went to Ephesus in his second missionary journey. That was just a brief time. But in his third missionary journey, three years he spent in Ephesus. Three years just teaching the word of God daily so that they will learn and grow in the word and know, know God more in their lives. So somehow the Ephesians, they're, they're growing deep and maturing in the Lord. Here in Ephesians chapter 1, by the way, Ephesians is divided into two. Chapters 1 to 3 is about the, the doctrine, who they are in Christ, they are believe, they, how, how they're being saved. And then chapters 4 to 6 talks about the practice, the application. Now you are in Christ. Now you belong to Him. You receive your salvation by grace through faith. This is now how you live, walk, how you walk your lives before Christ that you belong because you belong to, to, to Jesus. So chapter 1 declared... Paul declared here the identity and position of, of the believers. That Paul says, 
every spiritual blessing in Christ is in you already. The Lord has forgiven you of your sins. You're redeemed, purchased by, by His blood. You're saved. And so that's your position in the Lord Jesus already. You're predestined to be children of God. You're now children of God. That's what Paul is saying in chapter 1. Now in chapter 2, Paul says, You are dead in your transgressions and sins, yet by the grace of God, through faith, you are saved. So salvation is not through works. It is by the grace of God, through faith, that we are saved. And that's a blessing. Then Paul continued in saying, now you Gentiles and the true, you are one. Your union in Christ, you are one. That's why in chapter 4, he talks about the unity in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that they need, in, the, in this unity, they need to grow in their relationship with Christ into spiritual maturity. Now here in chapter 4, Paul instructed them how they should walk. How they should walk to become mature in the Lord Jesus Christ and unity in the body of Christ. And that body is composed of believers, tayo and Christians. And that body must be equipped in the ministry and in maturity in Jesus. That's chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. We're connecting this because here, maturity is seen, is shown on how we live. As Christians, especially on how we relate with others, most especially on the people close to us, around us. That's why Paul mentioned that first here in chapter 5, verses 22 to 33. So Paul went on to discuss the relationship of the believers with the Lord Jesus Christ, with Christ and the church. So, and Paul compared that relationship. You look at verses 20 to 33. Paul compared that relationship between Christ and the church and the husband and the wife. And you look at that comparison, which is now our text. There's now a side discussion of Paul on how the husband and the wife should relate with each other and with their children. And you will see here in verses 25 to 27, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up. For her, God's expectations for husbands. Before we proceed, can we just pray? Ask the Lord to just speak to us and ask the Lord to empower me and that unction of the Holy Spirit to speak. Lord, I pray that you will empower me, Holy Spirit, to preach your word with boldness. And I pray to, that you speak personally to each one's heart. Open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts. Remove any noise, remove any distractions. And I pray there, God, that I'll speak your word with boldness. Help me, Lord, to speak your very words only. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God's expectations from husbands. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. You know, Ephesus, they worship the goddess Artemis. Great is the Artemis of the Ephesians. The goddess Artemis. Artemis is a woman. So that means in the culture, probably, which is, which my opinion, I believe, women there, because they idolize their goddess, 
were strong. And they're struggling to submit to their husbands. In the same way, husbands are, were struggling also in loving their wives. So there's that struggle. That's why Paul addressed them here in this text. So this kind of a culture in the Ephesians and, uh, that has become part of their culture. Now, husbands, love your wives. What kind of love? So you have to define that. And many of you here, most of you here, you know that love already. But I believe we have to dig deeper to understand the love of Jesus in our lives. And we will only comprehend that kind of love. Christ is asking the husbands for their wives. Husbands, love their wives. Love your wives. If you look at the kind of love Jesus has shown to us, the kind of love God has shown to us by sending His Son. So the love of Jesus, love that is divine, it's difficult to comprehend, and yet we, we know from the scriptures that He demonstrated His love towards us that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were enemies of God, and doon na yung wrath ng Panginoon, and yet Jesus died for us. That's a, a different, talagang out of this world kind of love. Only God can do. And that love, the Father has shown, He sent His only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and paid the penalty of our sins. Understanding that love, the kind of love that is unconditional, though you're sinners, I sent my, I sent my Son to die for you. Though you're sinners, sacrificially, Jesus died on the cross for us. So that's the basis of that love, that God is asking the husbands to love their wives. So it's a deeper kind of love. It's not just love because you're beautiful, love because you're doing this, but it's a kind of love that is unconditional and sacrificial, love that is deep. I'm looking for some illustration how I can explain this, but it is a kind of love that Jesus, who is without sin, died for sinners, enemies of God, unworthy, and yet still he died for them. We were here 2009, 2010 years ago, perhaps. My wife and I, we had a quarrel. So, petty lang naman siguro yan. But I knew and I believe I was right. You know? <laughs> so, we quarreled. I believe I really, I was really right. So, but you know, when we quarrel, I, I'll just go away first, cool down, because I might say something that uh, will hurt her more. So that's what I did. So what I did when after that, I went to Eternal Gardens, where Robredo is laid. Eternal Gardens. So that's where I used to jog. So, and I was praying. I was kind of bothered with what happened. So I was praying, Lord, I, 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 know, I, I know I'm right. So I was reasoning to the Lord. She should, she should humble her, herself. And so while praying and, and, and asking the Lord, it's kind of not audibly that the Lord spoke, but the Lord somehow let me remember and kind of speaking in my heart about this love for me. The Lord just kind of saying, did I not love you, Chris? Look at your life in the past. 
You were a sinner. I just saved you. I've forgiven you. Did I not give my life for you? With the many mistakes and failures you've done in the past, how can you not love your wife like I, like I, I what I have done for you? You know, just, just listening to that words and remembering the words of Jesus that he loved me and gave himself for me. I was just starting to, to, to cry. Hindi naman hagulhul na It's just tears just flowing from my eyes. And, and I said, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, I got it. I now understand. I now understand. So I went to my wife, though I knew, I, and, and, and even until now, <laughs> I know I was right. But I asked forgiveness from my wife. I did not wait for her to ask forgiveness. I said, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to love you. <laughs> but I did ask forgiveness from my wife. Sorry. Because of the love of Christ. Sabi ko, Lord, you let me experience that verse. We love because you first loved us. Willing, that's unconditional, that's coming from God, loving my wife. So I'm so glad that I've experienced that. So husbands, let us love our wives as Christ loved the church. When I was a pastor here, that around also 10 years ago, I was so busy in the ministry to the point that my wife asked me, can I have an appointment with you? I'm also your sheep. <laughs> I was so busy in Bible study, etc., going anywhere. I'm also your sheep. Can I have an appointment with you? And uh, because she thought I had another love, the, the, the ministry. And uh, in her heart, she was really hurt. She was complaining. She was crying. And she said, I'll, I'll go back na to, to Cavite. But <laughs> we had a uh, baby, and she doesn't want to commute, riding a bus with a baby, so she stayed. But that's God's way of telling her, you stay. Stay <laughs> with your husband. And uh, I, of course, I love my wife. She just uh, felt unloved. Um, because it, I, ha, I was doing it for the Lord, and yet I have somehow neglected her. She, she had needs, um, and uh, she need maybe what I was giving her weren't the things that she needed the most to feel love. And so the time came that she stopped complaining anymore. She just prayed. She asked God, Lord, please teach my husband. <laughs> Lord, please deal with my husband. And that time I was actually um, just applying for my ordination and uh, went to Manila together with my wife and family with a panel interview. And the panelists, the pastors asked me, do you love your wife? <laughs> and then there's another word. As Christ loved the church. Yes po. yes. And then, are you willing to die for her? Yes. Hindi naman yung pagkasabi ko, but yes. Pero alam mo yung sa heart, tama ba talaga? Was I willing 
yeah, deep within, but somehow there's still that struggle. Am I really willing to die for my wife? And, uh, and then there's another question. Do you date your wife? Oh, wala na. And my wife was kind of looking at me and kind of was happy. And then, <laughs> yan, hindi na ako nagsabi, sigad na. <laughs> then after that, just uh, learned my lesson. So we had dates every morning now, cup of coffee. And uh, of course, somehow, sometimes I fail her and I failed her. But the Lord somehow just, just built our relationship. Loving your wife. So the husbands here, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So you date natin yung asawa natin. But it was an answer to my prayers. Prayer for my wife and a blessing for me. So the question here, husbands, do you love your wives? Parang hindi kayo The next question, husbands, just like what Christ has done for us, are you willing to die for your wife, for your wives? <laughs> Ako pwede na magsabi, of course, of course, Lord. <laughs> Perhaps many of you will say yes. Yes, pastor, I'm willing to die for my wife. But what about living for her? And living with her. Just being with her, though you're doing groceries and giving what you want for what she wants, that's different. You're willing to die and yet to live with her. Is, it's really about loving your wife. So it's a challenge for us husbands. Of course, you had the Mark Dungur thing last Saturday, uh, how you adjust as husbands and, and, and wives. And uh, you had plenty of laughs. And uh, with that differences, so you use that so that a leverage and a, a tool so that you will learn how to love your wife more and express that love as Christ loved the church. So willing to listen to her when she speaks, that's loving your wife. Doing groceries, cooking for her. Kailan may nagsabi, pag nagluto kayo, wag niyong galingan. Kasi pag ginalingan nyo, sasabihin na lang asawa nyo, ikaw na magluto lagi ha. Kaya pag naglaba kayo, huwag nyo galingan. Kasi pag ginalingan nyo, ikaw na maglaba lagi ha. <laughs> no, it's just, I'm just kidding. You do your best to show your love for your wife. As Christ loved the church. And when you love your wife, love her like you love your own body. A Christian who loves God, in his right mind, loves his body. Will take care of his body, will feed, will nourish, nourish and, and cherish. So that's what God expects us to do for our wives. Mamaya naman yung mga wives, address natin. Baka sumabra ako sa oras. There's this story of a couple, they're, they're engaged, about to get married, but they're apprehensive. They're starting to question, no, I don't want to get married because my husband might know, my, uh, my, my, my fiancé might know my, my secret. Ganun din yung lalaki. Oh, she might know my secret. So the, the, the man approached the, the pastor, pastor, 
I don't want to get married na kasi I'm I uh, my my fiance may know that my my secret and she will she will also just just leave me no iwanan din ako niyan and the wife also had a secret the wife the the the, the fiance they're engaged the couple the girl had a secret but the man said to the pastor going back to the man he said pastor i had a very smelly feet parang daga patay na daga or parang iba na parang patay na isda <laughs> The pastor said, you can just find a way how to, you know, how to uh, not make it smell. Maybe when you're sleeping, you put the socks there, you wash, and then put socks everywhere in the house. Don't remove it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I can marry her. And then the, wife, the, 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 the girl also went to the pastor's wife. She said, I don't want to get married because in the morning, I had really bad breath. It's like imbornal. So really, really bad. And so the pastor's wife said, no, let's just find a way. You wake up earlier than him. You brush your teeth, you mouthwash, etc. And after it, it's okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll just have my alarm clock and wake up earlier than him. And so they got married. They decided to get married. A few months, just okay. But one day, the, the, the husband was shocked because... One sock was missing. Sabi niya, oh no. And, and he, he just could smell the, 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 the feet, his feet. He said, oh no, where's my sock? Where's my sock? And then he was looking everywhere. And even the comforter with the wife is just, just moving that. And then the wife was awakened. I said, ano ba yan? Sa harap niya. Sa harap niya huminga. Oh no. Nakain niya yung sak ko. Parang <laughs> Swallowed my sock. <laughs> Para. Love your wife like your own body. So you take care of your, your body. Kung bad breath siya, ikaw hindi. Ako, accountability mo yon nasa husband. Tama? So take care of your wife. Take care of your wife. So I'm also growing in this particular area. Uh, taking care of my wife, nourishing and cherishing her. So uh, husbands, we are to love our wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church in 25, 28 to 29. Nourish and cherish, which is related to taking care of your own body. That means the husband must provide what is necessary for the growth of your wife. That's how you nourish. For the growth of your wife physically, hindi naman yung physically na emotionally, spiritually, uh, Mentally, so it's our responsibility, husband, as well. How we nourish our wives. So they grow, so you, you, you lead them in Bible study, you lead in prayer, you lead them to attend small groups uh, here, so they grow. So that's our responsibility, so that our wives may grow. So the husbands as the head is the spiritual leaders 
who nurtures his wife to become holy, blameless, and glorious. So blameless without fault in conduct and character. Holy, separated from sin, consecrated. That's our responsibility, husbands, so that our wives, like Jesus, like Christ, that's what he did for us. And glorious, that our wives will be held in high honor. I have to, to, to grow in this area as well. But this is the word of God for us, husbands. So when your wife is growing in her relationship with God, becoming more like Jesus, then we can say, Lord, thank you because you are allowing me to grow in loving my wife. So big sabihin, nag-grow tayo in loving our wives when we do that. Personally, and yung genuinely, I can say, we're married for 12 years. Sexy yung asawa ko 12 years ago. Ngayon, sexy pa rin. But the truth is, I love her more than 12 years ago. She is more beautiful to me now. Because you look at the overall package, I can see Jesus more in her life. Becoming more like Him. So you and your wife is growing. Points tayo kasi love month kayo na kailangan magpunto sa asawa kahit sa pulpit. So cherish is to treasure and treat your wife with tenderness. Hindi yung mas mahal pa ang kotse kaysa sa asawa. Diba? Magasgasan yung kotse. Ano ba yan? Pero ang asawa pag nagasgasan, beta dahin lang yan. Lagyan mo lang ng kanyan. Ganun. Even motor, di ba? So, cherish your wife, nourish your wife. Never an unkind tone. Be tender. Be tender. So, tratuhin na maayos ang asawa. Tratuhin na maayos. Do not abuse your wife verbally, physically. I know of two persons. They hit their wives. Pang, pang. Talagang sa bed. Pang, pang, pang. I know it because personally I heard her, uh, the testimony of the wife. And the other one, boom! So two couples. But the good thing is they have repented of their sins and turned away. And learning to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Do not hurt your wives. Verbally be careful with what you say. Do not tear down in public. Do not put your wives down in public. Nor even criticize in private. So you speak, you, you lift them up in, 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 in public. Say good words and lift your wives. Ganun din naman yung wives to your husbands. So this is happening and I pray that we repent as husbands and turn to God. And ask God for forgiveness because this is God's command to us as Christ loved the church. But in all of this, my wife remind me, ayun naman na expensive gifts eh. Ang gusto ng asawa ko, ako. Diba? You wrap yourself. This is me. This is who I am. Ito. Loving you. Now, God's expectation from the wives, verses 2 to 24. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body, but as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be their husbands in everything. Verse 33, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. 
submit to the husband, be subject to your husband as to Christ. Submit means you are putting yourself under the authority of your husband, just like the church under the authority of Christ, Christ as the head. So you put yourself under the authority, and that authority you respect, you obey. So when you put yourself under the authority of your husband, you respect, and then you obey that authority. That's how God designs the relationship between husband, husbands and, and wives. So if the wives are not submitting to their husbands, because the word of God says here, this is, should be the mindset of the wives, submit to the Lord by submitting to your husbands. That means when the, the wives are submitting to their husbands, they're also submitting to the Lord. If you're not, if the wives are not submitting to their husbands, they're not submitting to the Lord. Ang bigat ang sinabi ng Panginoon dito. Submit to your husbands. And it says here, submit to your husbands in everything. Everything. Of course, everything means everything. Except the immoral, the illegal, and life-threatening. You know what I mean? Those that are not pleasing to the Lord. You must rather obey God rather than your husband. When those things, uh, when you are, you need to make a decision. By the way, God's command is gender specific. Because I heard even when I was in, in uh, the other church, previous church, that I will only submit to, your, to my husband kung submit submit siya. I heard those words. But it's gender specific. The command to the wives doesn't have to do with how the husbands conduct themselves. Wives, submit to your husbands. Sinabi ba sa word na submit to your husbands if your husbands love you? No. Wives, submit to your husbands in everything. So whether you feel you are being loved by your husbands or not, you are to submit to your husbands as to the Lord. The same is true with the husbands, which is actually heavier. Husbands, love your wives, whether your wife and your wives are submitting to the Lord or not. You are to love. So gender specific, the command of God here. Regardless if they are submissive or not, wives submit to their husbands. This means also that wives must respect the husband in verses 22, 23, uh, verse 33. Respect your husband. When you submit to your husband, it is with an attitude and action of respect. Hindi ka naman magsasubmit, then deep inside you are rebelling. You're, there's a struggle. And you know, ah, okay, gagawin ko. But deep inside you are rebelling. That's not submission. Submission comes first. Submission is first in the heart, then outwardly. So respect means to show with genuine regard and treat with honor. So respect your husbands regardless of your husband's conduct 
or character. Grabe ang bigat ng ko ng Panginoon. No? It's just like love your enemies. That's the kind of love because love of Christ is unconditional and sacrificial. So respect regardless of your husband's conduct or character. Even if your husband is living a life that is not pleasing to God, still you respect. Let me give you an illustration. When uh, I was caught several times by MMDA in Manila. But several times I was able to, you know, I'll just say, sorry, I'm a pastor. But I, I, I wasn't using that. <laughs> but I was just telling the truth so that they will not ask money from me. So, <laughs> uh, pastor po pala kayo, sige po. But there were times there's caught and I have to surrender uh, my, my license. But you know, you, have you encountered a traffic enforcer who will accuse you of something as if, ah, ang pagkatao mo nasira. <laughs> Sir, anong ginawa mo? <laughs> and then you are being attacked as a person rather than your violation of traffic. I was caught in Ortigas, and uh, the traffic enforcer was so courteous. A different one, the traffic enforcer, was so you know just attacking even my my me as a person. This traffic enforcer was so courteous, sir. Uh, it's going uh, coding at seven, sir. Um, I need to give you a ticket, sir. A smile, pa, a smile. And then, uh, sir, here's your ticket. You can just pay there. Sir, I'm sorry. Uh, it's 7.10. Sir, can you just forgive? <laughs> We're in traffic. Sir, uh, sorry po, but uh, you are beyond the time limit already, so I have to issue this. So just have pay there, sir. Then it's okay. Bye, sir. <laughs> you see the difference? You see the difference? Giving respect, even if the person is not living... If your husband, you see your husband, but the word of God says, treat your husband with honor. You respect. Be careful with the words that come out from your mouth. Wives, respect your husband regardless of his conduct and character. You know, a husband cannot be fooled if the wife is really submitting or not. The same is true with the wives, if the husbands really love them or not. You know it in your heart. So the wife is to submit and respect even if she feels the husband is hindi ka submit-submit. Even if the wife thinks she's better, she's wiser, she's more capable, she earns more, The Bible says, the Bible did not mention that if you're better, you, you're more capable, you lead. You lead the family, you lead the husband. No, because it's a designated authority. That authority is given to the husband. No matter what you do, Christ has given the authority to the husband as the leader. So even if you earn more, even if you, you are more capable, you lift up your husband because he is the leader. Christ has designated Like what Pastor Ed said, major decisions, husbands, wives, minor decisions. Kasi may couple, 50 years na sila, di ba? Sabi na, what's the secret of you being together? Uh, 
sabi na husband, major decisions, mine, minor decisions, my wife. Oh, yeah. And for 50 years, no major decisions, all minor. Rule number one, women are always right. Rule number two, if a woman is not right, rule number one applies. <laughs> and there's another, if the woman is always right and a man is always wrong, then if a man tells a woman that she is right, is the man right or wrong? <laughs> But headship is given by God to the husband and not to the wife. This is how God designs it. Almost three years ago, we, I had an opportunity to go to uh, Singapore. Um, I had a friend there um, being sent by my previous church, uh, GSET South Metro, to learn about disciple making. So a month, 30 days. But I couldn't leave my family. I was offered twice. I leave my family. I have to, to bring them. So I had an opportunity. I told my wife I had to go to Singapore by faith because the budget was just for me, for my food and lodging and transportation, airfare, lahat, just for me. But what about my three children and my wife? So uh, as the Lord met a friend in Singapore, he said, okay, I'll find a host for you here in Singapore for 30 days. We, I just trusted his words. And I said, let's trust the Lord. That's God's provision for us. We have to go. Uh, and then, uh, what about the airfare, the food of the, the kids, etc. So, we'll not just stay there in the house if we go to Singapore. We have to go move around. Also, we need money. So, let's pray about it. But I, I was decided to go. My wife was apprehensive. And she really thought I was wrong about it. She thought I was wrong about it. And so, uh, once came, a month before, Do we have a place to stay now? Wala pa, wala pa reply kasama namin. Wala pa. Two or three weeks before the flight, wala pa rin. Of course, we, we asked the board, raised some money, and the money just, just continued to, to come in. But most important is the place where we, should, we must stay. My wife was really uh, in her heart, this is really wrong. But the Lord dealt with her. Instead of just complaining, she decided, I have to support my husband. I have to submit to him rather than fight with him. I just have to pray for him that God will bless him and God will bless his plans. So she decided to pray for me. Lord, may you bless my husband, bless our trip to Singapore. Lord, provide the money, bless his decision that we should go there. And you know what? Turned out to be one of the best days of her life. 30 days in Singapore. And the best days of my family, together with our children. We really enjoyed that. That's a treat from the Lord. Talagang tinreat kami ng Panginoon doon. And I said, 30 days for free. The Lord just blessed us. There is blessing in obedience. There is blessing in submission. Kahapon pa lang. Do I still have time? Sorry. 11.30. I'm sorry. It's my... Pro, uh, ang hirap pala mag-preach na. Matagal hindi nag-preach na, no? So, <laughs> baka magutom kayo. Can I just ask for 10 minutes to wrap it up? Uh, daming story kasi. 
but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up quickly. But there's blessing and obedience. The same is true with parents and children. Same is true with parents and children. In our text here, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So you obey your parents because you're doing it for the Lord. Not just obeying your parents when they're around, but in your heart is the fear of the Lord because you want to obey Christ. So there's the command for the husbands, the command for the wives, and the children. So the very foundation why children should obey their parents is because this is in obedience to the Lord. They're doing it for God. So this is our desire for our children as they grow, the word of God, the fear of God, the love of God, and the love for God be embedded in their hearts. Even when you're not around, because the foundation is strong, the foundation, the word, their faith, their love, and the fear of the Lord is there. Even when they go to the unknown, narinig ko yung mga anak kong kumakanta to the unknown, to the unknown. But even to the unknown, with the foundation is strong, ang ganda, you will not be afraid. But when there's no fear in the Lord, the foundation is weak in the Lord, not submitting to Christ, our children, they'll be lost in the woods when they go to the unknown. Lost in the woods. They'll be frozen. So God's expectation from children, obey your parents in the Lord and honor your parents. And the promise, this is the promise, that all may be well and that you live long. This is God's promise. But if obedience to Christ is not there, obedience can only be superficial. I don't know, with my wife and me, we're praying, obedient ba tayo when we're young? But by God's grace, we're praying, Lord, give us long life. We have asked forgiveness for our sins, how we treated our parents. Of course, we, we were obedient, but at times, diba, we failed them. We were disobedient. But the God's promise here will have long life. It may go well with you. So there's blessing when we obey our parents. And a lot of young people I saw, lives are being destroyed because they disobey. The word of God says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. They still disobey God. They're reaping that, the consequences until now, years of consequences because of unbelieving husbands or wives. But I've also witnessed, of course, hindi naman lahat, there's the grace of God. But I also witnessed obedient children just enjoying their lives, enjoying their marriages, be having godly husbands and wives because of their obedience to God and to their parents. There is blessing, even the promise of long life when we obey. And lastly, God's expectations from fathers, expectation from fathers, do not provoke your children to anger and train and admonish them in Christ. Do not exasperate them. Do not provoke them. Do not embitter them by our actions and our words as fathers because we can actually cause our children to 
be have that bitterness inside them to be angry because I was once like that. I uh, had this bitterness toward my father and uh, when my father said a lot of things, even in his actions, and he said, stop studying now, don't go to school anymore. It hurt me a lot because I wanted to go to school. I want to finish college. Stop, you work. Oh, those are words that, I, that my father shouldn't say. After graduating from college, oh, don't review to, uh, for the board exam. You work na. Work ka na lang. Hurt me a lot because I, I was expecting, I had a great mind in mathematics and engineering. Lord has blessed me with. And uh, I was aiming for the top. The top 10. My, my, I, it was hurting me because my classmates were there already reviewing, and here am I waiting. And so if the Lord gave me and found a way, I passed and uh, was blessed. But it hurt me. Only when uh, I was working that the Lord dealt with my anger toward my father. That bitterness. I have to forgive my father. And so I, I, when I was away in the Baliwag, I, I, I said, I, I really released that forgiveness to the Lord. Lord, I'm forgiving my father. And starting to build that relationship. And when uh, I went to Jensen together with my wife, then uh, my... My father stood up, surprisingly, in front of the family and asking for forgiveness for all his mistakes and all his failures as a father. That was really awesome. That was really a blessing, a joy in my heart jumping. Wow, God redeemed my father. It's not too late for all of us. Do not exasperate with our words and actions, but raise them up, train them in the instruction of the Lord. It's modeling. How do you train our children? How do we train them? We cannot just train them with words. We train them how we show them. We model. Model prayer, faith, and the word. Model our submission to Christ by loving our wives. We model love by loving their mother. We model submission, the, 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 the parents, the wives by submitting to the husbands. But the father taking the lead, we model to our children. They copy so these things, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. Children, obey your parents as to the Lord. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. The basis of this and the foundation of this is our submission to Christ. Without submitting to Christ, doing this, is impossible. It's just legalism. It starts with submission to Christ. And submission to Christ comes in coming before Him and asking Him for forgiveness in repentance. We should not live a dichotomized life. That's not what Christianity is all about. That we have a different life at home a different life in the church, a different life at work. We can be an angel in the church, but a monster in the home. But God wants one life in Jesus, life that is fully submitted. God doesn't want 50% submission. 
It's radical discipleship. God wants 100% submission. And it must start in our home. Start with your spouse, children, father, mother. And by submitting, loving your wife, you're submitting to Christ. Lord, I'm submitting to you. I will do this, loving my wife, because I submit to you. And if you are here also, submission starts with repentance and believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Believing that Christ died on the cross and paid for our sins. He rose from the dead. He defeated sin, defeated Satan, defeated death. And that those who believe in Jesus will have eternal life. Repent of your sins and believe in Jesus. It starts from their submission to Christ. If you haven't done that, you repent, you turn away, and believe in Jesus. Bow our heads and close our eyes. If the Lord has spoken to you, I want to make that commitment before the Lord in your heart asking God Lord I failed you Lord forgive me Lord transform me change me to become a better husband loving my wife become a better wife submitting to my husband become a better son daughter obeying my parents become a better father training my children the instruction of the Lord let it be your prayer. Let it be your prayer. And let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we come humbly before you. We cannot do it on our own, Lord. But we thank you we have the Holy Spirit to empower us. Lord, we bow down and we submit to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us, empower us, become a better husband. Better wives, better children, and fathers. Lord, bless each one here. May we grow into becoming more like you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.